right, welcome into the Degress Podcast, Emergency Podcast Edition. This is episode 16, Denard Robinson Edition. And this is coming, recording this on a Sunday. Just uh, thought I would break it up. We'll have another one breaking down the national title game of what happened there, but I wanted to do a preview, didn't want to go too long. So, recording this Sunday, this is going to be released Monday morning on National Championship Day, but... We have a national championship game. Kansas-UNC had a great Carolina-UNC game. It was a lot of fun to watch. It lived up to the hype, exceeded expectations, I think, especially mine. You know anytime those two are going to get together, it's going to be a tremendous game. It was going to be a knockdown, drag-out, brawl, which it did, and it just kept going and going. It was an incredible game. I was happy Happy with the result as Carolina was able to come out with a win, 81-77. And Kansas, on the other side of the bracket, was able to come out with a win, 81-65. And now we have a Roy Williams Royale of his two former teams he coached uh, throughout the years in his storied coaching career. And we'll start first game of the day, Villanova-Kansas. Like I said, Kansas won 81-65, 81-65, and Kansas got out to a hot start. Abachi hit what started out 4-4 from threes. They really picked up where they left off against Miami in the second half. And no Villanova early, you could tell they were missing Justin Moore. They their offense just did not seem to flow. They just the passed the ball and it just stuck. They just had no movement. And it took them a while to get going offensively. Uh, once they started going, driving, penetrating into the middle, getting Dixon some post touches, they were able to get Kansas on their heels. They Villanova, like they have all tournament, just seemed to, they didn't panic. They got down early. They got down by 19. And then uh, McCormick got his second foul with about uh, right at the, right at the uh, under eight TV timeout. It was uh, at, And at that point, it was 36-19 Kansas. And like I said earlier, they were able to, especially after he went out, Villanova was able to go get those post touches, get inside, really able to kick it out, open up some shots for Villanova. And they were able to get it to, uh, they were able to close it on a 10-0 run with, uh, make it 29-38 with about a minute, minute and a half left. And then, uh, with McCormick going out too, Villanova was able to get some offensive rebounds. They had nine in the first half and able to allow them to get back into it. And it, Like I said, it was a 10-0 run, but it ended on a 10-2 run. It was 40-29 Kansas at halftime. And then I think at the, end, at the end of the day, Villanova just ran out, just didn't have enough scoring. They just didn't have enough guys to match Kansas uh Villanova was able to get it to six, and Kansas just kind of villanova them. They just, anytime Villanova would make it close, like I said, they get it to six. Kansas would just hit some big shots. Abachi was six of seven from the field. He hit a couple of free throws to end with 21 points, six of seven from three. I think those were, outside of those three free throws, those were the only shots he took were three-pointers. He hit them. He was hot. He's a senior playing, wants to go out the right way, and... Villanova, like I said, they just didn't panic. They were able to, but in the end, they just didn't have enough firepower offensively, just not enough. And uh, McCormick was huge, double-double, 25 points. 
and uh, Remy Martin didn't, who's been a been the X factor in this NCAA tournament for Kansas. He didn't have a great game. He, I think he was one of five from the field, finished with five points. But uh, in the end, Kansas did enough to win. Bill Self gets back to goes back to a scene of the crime. Uh, the last time they played there was playing for a national title in the Superdome, where they lost to a really good Kentucky team back in 2012, which was already 10 years ago, which is crazy to believe. And they move on. Bill Self is going to be looking for his second national title, and then that's going to lead into what, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, an incredible, incredible game. I don't know if you could have matched it with everything leading up into it. UNC, UNC Duke, obviously Coach K, his farewell tour, was rolling on. Duke was playing as well as anybody, and it started out, Duke seemed very tight, not all there. They kind of seemed nervous and timid, and then uh, Williams had a couple of dunks that seemed like it got him going, and and then after that, it was just a back-and-forth, back-and-forth affair. It was just continuous. One team was going to make a run, then the other team made a run. UNC made a run, Duke made a run, back-and-forth. Just neither team could really separate themselves. And it was really good because uh, uh, Williams for Duke got into foul trouble early within five minutes. He had four points, and then Theo John came in, and then he got four fouls in the first half, and I don't think he even played. I don't remember even seeing him out there in the second half. But it was I would have been, it was curious to see why they went that way. I thought after that third foul, I would have liked, thought they would have seen seen coach K go back to Williams but he didn't and uh Williams was a smart player he played a really good tournament and he I thought it it would have been fine leaving him in I think he would have been he's a smart enough player to understand not to get that third not be as aggressive and would have been good because I think they needed Theo John not def- uh offensively he's not much there on offense but he provide he's just an absolute monster on the defensive end, rebounding and did a good job on Baycott when he was in, but those those fouls ended up biting him and didn't wasn't able to play in the second half at all. And both both teams started out cold too from three. I think Carolina started out three of twelve and Duke started out one of ten and Carolina still just didn't or at Duke excuse me just did not have a whole lot going. Uh, they were able to get inside, and uh, Panchero, who I think had like the quietest twenty and ten out of anybody, he was. I you just didn't just felt like he just he played good, but he didn't have those fireworks spark plays that you would expect from a guy like him. And in the second half, Duke, it, like I said, a trend just continued. Duke run, UNC run. I think Duke got up by six or seven, and then Carolina came back. Got up by six, and RJ foul or um, RJ Davis went had the uh, had four fouls with seven minutes left. It was interesting to me. Uh, I didn't like uh, Duke's time management. They only had they were left with one timeout with uh, ten fifty left, and something that they've done all tournament. And I was surprised they never went to it. I don't think I ever heard why he Duke didn't go to it. Was that two three zone that just caused problems for? whoever they were playing, whether it be Arkansas Tech, 
Texas Tech, Michigan State. They never went to it. I think might have been, it might have been in part because of the foul trouble, the size of Carolina. It just wouldn't have been a good matchup, possibly, like Grant talked about in the previous podcast. But Baycott played big. He had 11 and 21. He fouled out with... Oh, he, he sprained his ankle. It looked like he rolled, sprained it, and he came back. Then he fouled out. And that was when you th- I thought that was kind of when Duke had a chance to go and take out, take control of the game, but they just never could. Caleb Love, just big shot after big shot after big shot. And uh, uh, Carolina, they didn't sub until Baycock got hurt, and Puff Johnson came off the bench. He was their first sub with 436 left in the game. He had two big free throws that tied it at 65, and he came in after he provided good minutes off the bench, good energy, did his job, got re- some rebounds, got some bo- got bodies on Duke, didn't allow Duke to get those offensive rebounds. And with about 2.30 left, there was a sequence where it was Baycott was just gone or just went out. I think he fouled out. Or no, no, he didn't. It was it was like less than a minute left where Baycott fouled out. But I think it might have been that been a stretch where he was getting his ankle stretched out and retaped or whatever he was doing. It was that time he was off the court, and there was a back and forth. It was ball in the air, just rebounds. Nobody wanted the team to want to be able to secure the rebound, and it went right to Roach. Shot clock running down, and he got a pretty good look, I thought. And it felt like a shot that Duke has made all tournament. And it went out. Carolina was able to get a rebound. And it just kind of went back and forth from there. And then Caleb Love with the shot to end Duke's Duke's season, Coach K's career. Uh, big shot off a nice screen. Had a little bit of breathing room. Hit it with... 24 seconds left and then Williams missed two free throws and I can't remember the other guy that missed two free throws but in the end Duke just wasn't able to make shots and they missed some free throws that would have kept it closer and difference in the game Carolina hit the shots Duke didn't I thought uh, RJ Davis and Love did a good job of keeping Roach in check Uh, he didn't have the games that he had where he was a Roach they Duke was able, or uh, Carolina was able to squash him, and sets up the title game. Carolina Duke. Obviously, we I got to talk a little bit about Coach Gay. It was his final game. Tremendous career. Obviously, the guy. For as much as somebody has to bet, as many people dog on him and find ways to pick him, you know you've had a tremendous career. He's gonna finish with over a hundred wins. He's gonna go down as one of the greatest coaches ever probably the greatest and it's a tremendous career you wish him a happy retirement and see he's not going to be leaving the duke program i think he'll still be around duke got the number one recruiting class coming in for uh, john shire he didn't leave the cupboard bare i i wouldn't i believe roach will probably be back and with that you know they're going to be in the mix and that the tradition in the uh program that he's set for that program is going to be uh you can't put it into words how, what the job he's done. And like I said, I wish him a happy retirement. I'm glad he didn't go out. He didn't get the fairy 
fairy tale storybook ending. But yeah, tremendous career, and that's going to set up a national title game Monday. Game's set to start at tip off at about 7:20 Mountain Time. Kansas, Carolina, two blue buds. Like I said earlier in the show, Roy Williams, Royale. Uh, Carolina's looking for their first. Uh, their for, uh, they're looking for championship number seven. Their first since 2017, when Roy Williams was the coach. Hubert Davis was an assistant, as he's going to look for a first title in his first year. Kansas is going to be looking for their fourth national title, their first since 2008, when the uh, the Mario Chalmers game, tremendous national championship game. The last two the two last time these teams played was in 2013 in the round of 32. Kansas won 70-58, and then. The lat- Carolina is actually looking for their first win over Kansas, which I thought was crazy. Since 2002, it was a preseason NIT game. Uh, Kansas was actually ranked number two. Roy Williams was the coach of the Jayhawks. And uh, Kansas was the number two Jayhawks were upset by Carolina 70 or 67-56 at Madison Square Garden. So Carolina is looking for their first win over Kansas since... 2002 which is 20 years ago oh wow yeah that's crazy to think 2002 was 20 years ago uh kansas is a four-point favorite the total in the game is 152 uh, i think it's going to be key for unc to try not to have an emotional letdown obviously that game so much going into it so much hype lived up to it it's gonna be if they got to come out and I think if they're able to hit some shots early, get that confidence going, find a way to get some stops, I think Carolina's got to be able to settle in. Kansas is just uh, – Kansas, I think, if they want to win, they just have to jump on them early. And a big, the biggest matchup for me is going to be Baycott-McCormick in the post. Uh, who's going to be able to box out, which I think both teams are going to try to go inside early, try to get both their bigs, both their respective bigs on – uh, in foul trouble, get him to the bench. Uh, the the back backcourt of Carolina, Love and Davis, that's going to be huge. Uh, see um, if they can keep that hot shooting up. And uh, Manic, I think he's going to be looking. He didn't play great. He hit some big shots, but I still think he he didn't look to. Uh, he wouldn't look at this as one of his best games. He missed some big free throws. He missed some big free throws. Didn't got off to a poor shooting start, and but once he saw that first one go in, he hit a big one in the corner with his heels up. And if he drops his heels, that's gonna be it. Would have been out of bounds, but it was a great shot. Shot clock running down. Manic's gonna be looking to to have a better game, get off to a better start. You know those free th- him missing those free throws are, aren't gonna sit well. He's gonna be thinking about those. Be I bet bet you he's been shoot shot over a hundred of them today. Make sure he doesn't miss those tomorrow night. Uh, Remy Martin's going to be an X-factor off the bench. I think if Carolina is able to keep him in check, uh, the backcourt, that's going to be the key. And I also think if the on the perimeter, it's going to be the Leaky Black-Abachi um, matchup. Uh, see how uh, Leaky Black is able to defend him, get out on Abachi, limit him. Obviously, he shot 6-7, hot start. I don't expect this game to be as high scoring. Both teams scored in the 80s on last night on Saturday. I think it's going to be a little bit lower scoring. I think the magnitude going to see how both teams come out, like I said. 
and it, it's going to be a game. It's going to be a rock fight. It's going to be a bloodbath. In the end, I think in my, I think Carolina's size. I think they're able to keep McCormick down. I think Leaky Black is able to uh, make it uncomfortable for Abachi. And Hubert Davis in his first year, I think wins the nat, gets the national title. Can uh, UNC gets that first win over over Kansas in 20 years. Hubert Davis and company, they cut down the nets. Roy Williams gets to celebrate. And I think in my final prediction, I think I like Carolina winning 71-67. That's all I have for today. Stay tuned for next week, uh, later in the week when we have another episode recapping it all. I'm, it's going to be an exciting podcast. Excited to talk with you again. Make sure you follow, you're following me on Twitter and Instagram at TheDegress, my TikTok page as well. I'll be posting my bets, predictions there, and other content at TheDegress, that is. And we will talk to you next time. Gress out.